With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm delighted to say that the 1878 FM podcast is sponsored this season by Green King Sport Pubs, uh, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single Everton televised game across the 23-24 season, as well as a host of other Premier League games. With over 900 venues across the UK, it doesn't matter where you're based, you'll be able to catch the action. Head over to Green King Sport's Instagram page and give them a follow, at Green King Sport. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, welcome to the 1878 FM podcast. It is episode nine. And for the first time this season, we can talk about a home victory for Everton Football yes. Club. They've won a home game, Dave. Can mm. you believe it? <laughs> no. Um, do you know what? I mean, wasn't that result one of the most Everton results that there could have been? I mean, we were saying last week about how Everton it was, wasn't it? In terms yeah. of the fact that obviously beat Brentford away, which was great. And then they beat Villa in the cup and obviously then had Luton at home. And that was going to be the one that was going to be a guaranteed three points. It wasn't. It's then made us then worry about obviously last Saturday mm. against Bournemouth, who were a better outfit than, oh, than Luton. Um, and then they, they played really well. No, and they thoroughly deserve, deserve their their victory. So um, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be a bookmaker at the minute, would you? With <laughs> uh, with with Everton Everton bets going in because you just don't know which team you're going to get week in week out. It's it's really weird, isn't it? Because if you if you want to be ultra positive right mm. now, we can turn around and two stats we can use to be ultra positive is Everton have won seventy five percent of the last four games. Yeah, big thing, and also. If you were gonna, if we weren't gonna win both home games, we were gonna lose one and win one. Saturday was the one to win. Going in, Ned. Yeah. We are joined by Ned. Dave. I think I need to build this up because this won't be a regular occurrence. I can guarantee no, you. No, you can't get guests like me but, okay. often. But we are joined by Ned. We've lost one ginger this week. Mm-hmm. He is he is voulez vuing himself all oh, over. Y- you've lost Barry. a ginger. We've but brought another one in. D Ginger. Oh, he's, ginger. I mean, he's picked himself the up. The same Ginger. He's picked himself up. But, Ned, if if being ultra positive, if we weren't going to win, and Everton very rarely win back-to-back home games, like in a week when we had two games on the run at home. So if we were going to lose one and win one, we'd done it in the right order, didn't we? Yeah, I, I think the thing for me, Luton are as good as down, personally. I, I think mm. I think Bournemouth, I think they're genuinely terrible. And I don't think that their manager will last a roller. Mm. Um, 
but I think they'll one of the teams that we battle with. And we've Jay already. Roller. Is it, what's his nickname? Skate. Yeah. Yeah. Skater okay. Roller. Fair play. Skater but, Roller. No. <laughs> roller, roller Skate. Oh my God. <laughs> it could be a long half an hour, Dave. Skater like, Roller. Like we've already dropped points against the likes yeah, of Wolves, yeah. who we'll be battling with. Fulham, I thought we 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 would off, but I think they'll be above us now anyway. By the end of the season, I think they'll be points safe. Um. But I think with Bournemouth, I think, I think we'll be re- in a similar boat. I think mm. they'll end up sacking the manager anyway. So they're probably a team that's going to improve. Mm. I think for us, if you look at the pattern, you know, beat Villa, works really hard. The Luton is a team that come to Goodison, will not have a lot of the ball, and that doesn't suit how we want to play. And I think for Everton, we've just got this way of playing now. That's just, it is what it is. Some teams, it will suit. We'll suit the way they play in terms of, you know, not not having a lot of the ball and we can... We can counter and grab the odd set piece. The odd three and would be amazing, but I don't think that's going to happen more often. But remember when I said like the start, this is ultra positive. I feel, well, I feel as though I, you're I'm, unraveling I'm, the I positivity. positive. I think we'll win games this season when mm. it suits us, mm. and then there'll just be games. But I think in those games, it'll come down to you know winning every battle, winning every second ball. I think when we beat Villa, we worked really hard. It suited the way we played, and then Luton, it just we didn't suit the way they played. And I know, but we just we, working in our battles. I but think Bournemouth, we had a long enough break. They suited the way we played because they wanted a lot of the ball and we won our battles and it's as simple as that. I think it was the intensity, to be honest. I think, and having Jack Harrison back. Because Dave, compared to the other home games, <laughs> Everton were on it immediately in this one yeah, and yeah. never let up. Obviously, the goal helped because we got it in the first 10 mm. minutes. But did you feel as well it was it was a bit more like... You know, we're on a half back to like the David Moisey type home games. That intensity of just being on top of a team, which Goodison then helps us get a stronger home record because we've we've moved away from them the last few the last few years. That's how it felt to me on Saturday. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I don't disagree. I mean, but the other way of looking at it is the fact that they were they were just clinical in in their chances as well you know because don't forget that against Luton you know for the first 20 minutes they were on it and they were they were all over them and actually had they had they converted one or even two of those and it would have been a very different picture mm. you know so um yeah I think it was more intense mm. but I think they just they took their chances I mean Garner took his chance fantastically well I thought you know mm. he, he knew exactly what he was doing he knew where he's putting it um you know, Jack Harrison's goal was great. I mean, really, really good. I mean, the the technique to get that right was mm. was was. I, I like Jack Harrison a lot, actually, mm. and not just because of that. I like what he's about. You know, I've, I've since since I've seen him. You know, for the few games that, that he's played. Yeah. Um, I think he definitely makes us a better side. Mm. You know, and when you think about potentially having him on one side and Dan Juma on the other side, I think that you know it's a it's a it's an exciting attacking option. Mm. Um. You know, it doesn't normally work out like that because he doesn't normally play them both together. But you know what I mean. But I think potentially um, that would be be good going forward. But um, no, listen, it was a good performance. It was an important three points, um, and yeah, we just need more performances like that. Absolutely. I mean, now that Dave's right, I think obviously we got the goal and that settled everyone down. Harrison's goal was brilliant. Mm. We could have had more sec. We did, you know, we got more in the second half, but we should have scored more goals as well. We've hit the bar, we've hit it. So it's been, you know, it was good from that. I don't think Everton led up this week either. I think they did continue to do what was working for them the whole way through. But Jack Harrison, just on him, 
he's exactly what we need, isn't he? He's a, a lad who plays mm. off the right, and he works his he works his plums off, doesn't he? He's, it's just nice seeing. I remember last season, every team that would come to Goodison, they just look so much energetic and so much livelier than Everton. Mm. And like, he's not like he's not like Rapido, but he's he's got so much energy. And, Rapido, and, what that and, show that was like, on Channel really, Four? Like really, really, really fast. He won't remember Rapido. No, well, I, mean, I was going to say he's using, I mean, he's using the reference me and you know, but you know, I used to watch it wasn't the seventies. What when was it? Like the it was like nineties, late nineties, before I was born. That's what I said. But you, no, I you referenced know. it. But what I'm saying is, it's just nice having someone who's lively and, and intense and just gets the ball and just wants to attack. Yeah, and wants to take plays on. He's a proper Everton winger, I think. Yeah, no, so you're right. refreshing. I think you're right, mate. And if they, if they get Patterson in that side as well on the overlap, or even mm-hmm. James Coleman when he gets back, like they said, it'll give us other options. And then obviously Dan Juma didn't even. There's a, there's you know rumours and they are rumours at that him and the manager have uh, had a little bit of a fallout. But I'm quite sure he'll work his way back into it. And if he does, then that gives us another another attacking option as well to have. But, but McNeil was 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 also. Really yeah, McNeil did play well. They both worked really, really hard. Didn't mm-hmm. they? So it was good. It was good, and we, we go into that break now. Is there is there an extent though whereby you know we're praising the way that they were on Saturday mm-hmm. and and they played well and they got their just rewards? Mm-hmm. But is there not an element in terms of the fact that on Saturday they were doing what they should be doing? They were doing their job. Mm-hmm. They were they were playing with intensity and press and yeah. focus and commitment and guile and all these other positive words that we haven't seen enough of, you know? So is this not what should be happening week in, week out? And, you know, because if they did, if they played like that week in, week out, we wouldn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be looking over our shoulder the whole time and worrying what chef you have done and worrying mm-hmm. what Luton have done. Yeah. Burnley, you know, but, um, <sighs> That's that's the frustration for me. Mm. Is oh, that, that's right. Is that you know we're not actually as a as a side and as a squad we're not actually as bad as we've perhaps felt we are in mm. recent times. If that mm. makes sense, you know I think we've all been you know there's been a lot of doom and gloom and stuff like that, and then you see things come together and you kind of go, well actually do you know what we're not a bad side on our day. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we're not going to, we're not pulling up any trees and stuff like that. No. You know, we're not, we're not going to sort of worry, worry the top four anytime soon, but we're not that bad a side. And there's no reason why we can't be comfortably sitting in the mid table. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I think, with... I think you're absolutely, I've, I mean, I've said it on the air and sometimes people have disagreed with me and other times they're like, okay, but this team and squad is better than what it's performed. And, you know, me and, mm-hmm. We often have this, me and John Blaine especially have this, is like, is the manager getting what he should be getting out of the squad? And we can apply that to Frank Lampard, apply it to Rafa yeah. Benitez, whatever, whatever, whatever. On Saturday, and over the three of the last four games, they've proven that they are a capable squad. But for me, I said on Saturday, in in the, in the aftermatch stuff, and that, that that's the bar now. That Saturday's got to be the bar. We, we should have beaten um, Luton. We should have beaten... Wolves, we should have beaten Fulham. But for me, those three performances weren't at the intensity of Saturday. Mm. And therefore, Saturday is the bar. If Everton play like... If Everton can repeat that, Ned, more often than not, at Goodison in particular, they'll have no problems this season. They'll win more games than they lose, I, I would suggest. I think they come out in these games looking confident. Like I said to you against Leeson, they, they, 
you could tell that every player in every position was better than the opposing player in their mm-hmm. position. We had, like, on paper, you know how good they are anyway, but even watching them, you can see how much better than they are. But then that confidence just seems to drop as soon as that first goal gets in. Mm-hmm. So like I said the other day, it's about getting the first goal and in the games. And I don't think we've lost a game under Sean Dyche where we've scored the first goal. Mm-hmm. Well, Premier, I said yesterday, Premier, it's that stat, isn't it? It's something like... 70% of the teams who scored the first goal in the Premier League win the game. So, it, it, it's key. The first goal is always key. Yeah, and, and I, I, I just think with our players, it comes down to confidence, obviously. You have to be set up right as well. I still feel a bit nervous sometimes when I watch them on the ball, but ultimately, that's because it's not our game. We've, every win we've had, we've had less possession. So, mm-hmm. like I said before, it's about the games that suit us. So, I just think it's a confidence thing. So, getting the goal early, like we did against Bournemouth, you could see we, we can continue to do what we're doing and it works and we get mm. more goals. Yeah, well, hopefully, listen, hopefully we take that forward now. And like I said, we've won 75% of the games of the last four. That's that's the metric we use this week because it's a positive one. We now go into a block of four games, which are very difficult. Um, but we've got two weeks off before that, haven't we? we can depl- mm. I know all you want now is your players to come back from international duty in good, in good shape and... We play, obviously we play Liverpool at half twelve on the next time we jog out, but we don't 21st. have to worry. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that right now, Dave. Do we? That's just the that's we've got that's over there with you. You know, your bendy bully. It's nice. It's nice going into a break off the back of a win and mm. a good performance. You know, that's what I'm saying. If we had to yeah, win, yeah, absolutely, if we were only absolutely. winning one of those two home games, yeah. Bournemouth was the one to win, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean the other thing that I was making myself feel a bit better about the other the other day with regards to the Luton thing is I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I kind of said, you know, we should be winning both of those those games at home, mm. but we need to be taking a minimum of four points mm. out of those possible six. Now we've taken three from six. Mm. So I was trying to console myself <laughs> about the fact that, well, well, it's only one point yeah, less yeah. Than, than I had kind of said was, was necessary. Mm. So maybe that's a positive. It's not really because we should never have lost to Luton at home. But if we are, um, Dave, there's one more for you. If we'd have drawn at Brentford and beat, sorry, drawn at Brentford and drawn with Luton and mm. beat Bournemouth, We'd be three games unbeaten in the Premier League, but we've only won one of them. You're taking a win. We've, 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 we've now got more you points. You can't take wins. You can't just take wins from people. Yeah, I'm just saying. We worked hard for that win. I'm saying, you know, that's there's another way to look at it. I, I I I like to go back to your point before Barry about the fact that you know um, if they if they play anything like they played on mm. Saturday, more often than not, a Goodison, then there will be no problems yeah. this season. Yeah, you know, and I think that's I know that's a, a, a generalization, but I think it's mm. very true. What do you think of this one, Dave, before we mm. move on? I said yesterday, I've just got a feeling watching. I've seen the, the three teams at Bournemouth with dreadful on Saturday. I looked at them and thought they might be. They were. I mean, even, yeah. even I mean, they're not a, they're not a great sign. No. But even by their standards, mm. they had a shocker well, on, it, on, on it, It's that, you know, Emperor's new clothes, trying to play out from the back when you're mm. not good enough to do it and then keep giving the ball to the opposition. That That's berserk, but there you go. That's up for them. But looking at the three promoter teams... I actually not convinced Luton and Sheffield United are getting into the twenties with the points, and I don't even know whether Burnley will post more than mid twenties points, for the simple reason that when I look at all three of them, they're all like they're all Luton at the tightest of the three, but they mm. just haven't got a goal in them. 
thing. They passed up three open goals at the weekend. I know we gave them two, but one was a charge in a clearance down the flu in the top corner, and the other one was a set piece. Um, I look at Sheffield United, I just don't see them scoring any goals, hardly any goals. And I look at Burnley, and they can't score goals, and they're letting them in. So I just wonder if, if you know, from an Everton perspective, this would be the season where you you can all and I don't. This is not going to be a bar. I judge Everton by. By the way, but those I was going to say. I mean, yeah, 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 they are. But isn't 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 it a tragic <laughs> state of affairs though? The fact that you know we're making ourselves feel better by the fact that there are three significant. Oh, that's worse. not my bar. Seventeen. No, no, no. no I know. I know. I know. I know. It's not. I know. It's yeah. not. I know. It's not. But you know, that's that's how far. You know, we've fallen in mm. many ways. The fact that we are consoling ourselves by by how bad they are. Yeah. I think it, it more to me, it's just more I can sleep a little bit easier. It, it almost yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. the three teams have, like, not prepared to go down, but they're, they're, they're okay to come up and go down and, and they'll be fine. We look at, like, Forest last season, or, like, Fulham a few seasons prior. Come up, spend loads of money, try and make sure you stay in the Premier League. You might, you're not building towards something. You're not, like, creating, a, like, a... Like really cheap, really good team mm. of young players mm. put together. Mm. Like like Burnley look like what they're doing. Mm. They just spend loads of money, get some quality, get some old players' experience, and stay in the Premier League. It might look ugly, but you stay in the Premier League and you build from there. But if you go down, you you know you're, you're financially stuffed. It looks like Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield United. It looks like they're not quite ready yet, and the building. So if they go down, they can be financially okay and then come straight back up if they can. Well, it's a it's the plan for your club, isn't it? Burnley, I think, I don't think they want to do that. They might have, they might be going, well, if worse comes to worse, we can be all right with that. I think Luton and Sheffield United, it's absolutely about developing their clubs, yeah, yeah. going, even if we go, we've got a big slug of money, next year we'll be better. Mm. And then if we get back up the year after, then we're in a better place and we'll have more money to yeah. throw at it then. So it is. But I'd actually say that they're two very different clubs as well, though. I mean, mm. you know, Sheffield United's a big club. Big debts. It's big, big debts. Debt. That's why yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to clear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, mm. I understand. They are a big um, club, yeah. You know, they've, they've, they've been in this situation before. Mm. You know, this is this is very much new territory in, in recent years for, for Luton. Absolutely. Um, so I think you're right. I think from a Luton perspective, they would probably not fancy their chances any more than about 50-50 in terms of staying up. Mm. And if they don't stay up and there's every chance that they won't, then it will have been a learning exercise. Mm. It will have been financially beneficial to the club. Um, and as Nez says, you know, they've not gone out and, and gone and overloaded themselves with players that they can't afford should they go down. And, you know, they're not facing financial ruin. Mm. So they, they come up, they give it their best shot. If it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's not, it's not. And then they go back with no shame whatsoever, you know, and, and as you say, they're in a better position then to build again, whether it be next year or the year after, or, or certainly in the next five years to mm. then come up in a better position. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not so sure Burnley have that attitude. I think Burnley, mm. uh, uh, you know, obviously they've, they spent that many seasons in the top flight, you know, in, mm. Recent times that they won't see, they won't have that same attitude. I don't think. No, and, and new owners, obviously, they've had relatively new owners yeah. the last year. They'll they'll want a different outcome, won't they? But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Dave, moving on, you you made the public announcements on this podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, mm. Quite a quite a definitive one, I would say. Sure. Quite an affirmative one that mm. the paddleboard season was over. Yeah, mm. looking at your Instagram over the uh, the weekend. You were back out on said paddleboard in mm. delicious weather. It was it was unexpected, Baz. 
you know, for me as much as, as it was you. And I did, I said, I said about whatever it was, three, maybe even four weeks ago, I mm-hmm. said, well, that that's it. You know, that's paddleboard season done. done. Um, as the weather was changing and then suddenly it's got better again. Fortunately, I didn't deflate said inflatable paddleboard and I didn't put it in the garage, which I should have done, but it's still out in the garden. Mm. And then Saturday was beautiful. And then Sunday was even nicer. And and I said to my brother-in-law, I said, should we go for a little paddle on Sunday? It's like 23 degrees or something here. So we went out and we paddled for about five miles or something and we came back and then we stopped off for a little pub on the river by us and we had a couple of pints in the sunshine and then we came home and it was it was a thoroughly pleasant day but yeah very much unexpected because i thought we were done for for the season i do think we're done now i mean it's it's sunny here today now mm-hmm. at the time of recording right so we're recording yeah. on tuesday mm-hmm. um but i think this is it it's supposed to rain tomorrow so i think this is um i think we finally have it but um, we'll see you never know you never know you could I, be right you hate what paddleboard? I want to wear me. No, I hate the sun in October. I want to wear me. Why do you hate oh, the sun in October? Because it's a. It's climate change. Is it climate change? Yes. Go back and look over the history books. It was different climate from last year. Yeah. I, I want to wear me. Hang coat on. Last, hang on. Pause. 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 and see wet Halloween leaves on the floor while it's a bit chilly. Not rain. I, I, I don't like rain. I don't like being wet. Don't get me wrong. Um. But <laughs> I just want Don't to go get them wrong, Dave. I, I, I want to go. I was in a in a coat and a hoodie and be like why? comfy. But why though? I don't. I just I like cold weather. Yeah, like but but Ned, coats. Ned, you, you're gonna you're gonna have plenty of yeah. weeks and months yeah. coming up where you can you can wear multiple hoodies. Mm-hmm. I would suggest. You yeah. know, I, I, I'll I'll enjoy that. Those multiple, well, multiple yeah, but months. you will. You'll have plenty. Of, and listen, I'm, 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 I'm not taking away the seriousness of what you're suggesting in terms of climate change, and that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the weather at the moment would uh, certainly uh, give weight to the argument that the climate is a bit screwed at the moment, and it shouldn't be like this in October. However, it was so bloody cold last winter. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, it certainly was in my house. That um, that I'm in no rush to get the snug rug out and be sitting there in two hoodies in the evening watching telly and stuff like that. Mm. I'm quite happy in my shorts for now, yeah. uh, knowing that I will get full use of my entire autumn winter collection very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, but, well, you know... Dave's nailed it. I don't pay the gas bill. And also... Exactly. Been... There you exactly. go. Exactly. There you yeah, go. I can't even go out and sun down. Never mind the sun. Look at me. I'm see-through. My, I get burnt very, very, very easy. So this in October, like I haven't been able to go out and do anything for months. I done one Tell gig. What, I done, I did one gig outdoors and I slept for about three months. That was because you didn't put sun cream on. You didn't have a hat on. You had jeans on. Nobody told me I'd be singing in the sun. Mate, there's a literal there's a thing on your phone that tells you hour by hour <laughs> and, temperatures. And the one time I did take sun cream somewhere, I accidentally took the sun cream I took to America. That was jammed and I was at the top of a top of a mountain at thirty degree heat. Hiking like that, please come. I mean, please stop doing that with your hand. Yes, don't 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 do this again. (laughs) You know, especially now when especially when we're not kind of talking about you know sun cream coming out (laughs) on the other hand. Exactly, it's it's a really unsavoury image. There's two things to to pick up on here, Ned. I think is that firstly, um, in terms of the sunscreen, I think that goes down as user error. um, Yeah, sure, I think so. Um, And then the second thing is that, as you rightly pointed out, you don't pay the gas bill, and I think you know at the risk of sounding. partially patronizing and maybe old is that if you did pay the gas bill like myself and like baz you'd be in no rush for that weather to turn because as soon as it gets cold it starts costing 
old people like me and him lots more money. Nate, it's, it's... And don't forget, cold people die in the winter. Exactly, Ned. That's, so you're that's, trying to that's bring that's that true. on for people. I just think that our government should give people free heating. Okay, but it. that, but at the moment we're not. So therefore, you can understand why Dave gets his paddleboard back out at any opportunity. Mm-hmm. Why I like to, you know, I'm up on a Saturday and Sunday morning, the crack of dawn, watching my lad play football, and it's it's the grass is wet because it's that type yeah. of the that time of the year. It's a bit cool, net. I want sun. I want warmth. That's what I want. Last year, it was like the longest winter ever. It was freezing from about mm-hmm. November till the end of April. It was freezing. Let, let's settle for about 10 degrees. We'll meet halfway. And we won't, that's no, no, we weather. won't meet halfway. Me and Dave will <laughs> welcome warm days throughout the year. The only time I'll accept freezing weather and, and even snow is the 23rd of December for four days. I've allocated mm. four days bit for of, it. A bit of snow. A bit of snow. We can just all sit in with our double hoodie on. We can have a little bit of more chocolate than watch Christmas TV, films. just chill Christmas films, whatever. Everton's Boxing Day game can be off, so we don't have to worry about football. Have a few days and it's lovely. Then it can go back to 20 degrees and we can be warm again. The worst thing about leading up to those, those halcyon days, climates, yeah. though, mm. is when it's like freezing in the morning and you put a hoodie on or a coat and then by the afternoon in work or whatever, you're like, bloody hell, I'm sweating. But you can't take it off. Or like you walk out your house and five minutes later you're sweating, but then you're like, oh. Like, yeah, but that's oh, that's yeah. when that's when layers that. come into play, yeah, Ned. You know, I mean, that's that's why you you know, for me, you know, you go for a t-shirt, yeah. and then if it's, I mean, you know, today as you can see, mm-hmm. it's t-shirt weather. T-shirt but, weather. You know, it could be a t-shirt, it could be a t-shirt with a shirt over it, it could be a t-shirt with a hoodie. I mean, all of the all of these items are removable, and therefore you can apply the right amount of clothing for the weather conditions oh, which you annoying, find. Though. You're getting life lessons. Yeah, we're in... we're sure cutting you. To, yeah, yeah. To, to not. I mean, be you're sitting mistake. you're sitting there getting all Greta Thunberg, you know, and, <laughs> and me and Baz are actually, you know, we're we're giving you an education in the school of life. Solutions, they we're just bringing them I solutions. Just had three thin layers, I and mean, then I felt like an onion, taking them all off, and then putting them on. I was well, like, that's that pictures again. I I, like I would say, Dave mentioned it before. Use your error. I mm. I don't put three layers on to go. Where were you? The cinema. It's the pictures. Why would you put three layers on to go to the cinema? Does get cold in the pictures though. Because three of layers though, Dave. Well, that, yeah, that's too much. I mean, I was I was cold in Tesco's the other day as well, to be honest yeah. with you. But I, mean, I was stood by the fish fingers in the frozen there aisle, but go. it was particularly chilly. Yeah. And I was in my shorts and I, I felt a little bit, you know, like I, I could have done with a bit more beef. I, the way I look at it, well, but that was probably a different aisle of beef. The, the way I yeah. look at it, you've, you know, Wim Hof ain't going to be contracting you to do the Iceman Challenge anytime no. soon if you're worried in Tesco because you're a bit cool. Be <laughs> Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Dave. I have a cold shower every morning in the cold. Do you? I have me, I have me warm, get washed under me hot shower, and then I do mm. two minutes of cold do when I finish. Yeah, every every day. Every day. I built up for day. ages and got more and more time until I got to about six seconds, and I just thought, no, I'm six seconds. Yeah. I do two minutes every day, every day, freezing cold shower. Do you know? Hundred percent every day. Never miss, never miss that. Yeah, but what do you do in the cold shower in two minutes? You don't wash yourself in two minutes. Well, I've been washed, so I would stand under it. and it, For two I, minutes? For two minutes, yeah. Because you what pay, it does is it, it releases shock proteins in your liver, which then go to all your mitochondria. Shock proteins? Yes. I and just it make up things. burns brown fat, which would be good for you um, <laughs> I've got a as well. Body, Barry. <laughs> so there you go, there you go. Thank because you. I asked on our, I asked on our premiere 
for some questions for Ned, which I think Dave can mm. interject as well. Some random mm-hmm. questions, but obviously it's going to be for both, well, for all three of us. If we're going to do, yeah, but it now that you've way. asked questions for Ned, it's going to be like no, no, it's not. It's go. to be fair, it's for all three. It's for, for all three. Okay, I just said you were on it. Let's do it. Okay, so here we go. Mikey says, <laughs> okay. I'll read it. I mean, it's a little bit mad, but let's is it, go. Is it broadcastable? It is broadcastable. It's just mm. a little bit. Let's go. Should a person who is in the electric chair about to be executed mm-hmm. be given first aid if they have a heart attack while waiting for the sh- the switch to be switched on? I'd have probably said no due to the outcomes probably. Not always. Yeah, but, but you know, I suppose, I suppose the thing is, though, it's all to do with at what point... At what point their their human needs? Yeah, I suppose risk of getting, so. Getting all deep here. Yeah. At which point their basic human needs mm. are not required to be fulfilled? Correct. If you like, because obviously it's a little bit yeah. like right. So here's 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 a scenario for you. Yeah. It's a little bit like you know when you go to the airport, yeah. and you can either be kind of like ground side or air side. Right. In other words, right, you've passed that point mm-hmm. where you're now flying, right? Yeah. So it's almost a bit like, is there a point when you go to the electric chair where mm. suddenly you're 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 then you know you've gone through the the X-ray machine yeah. and stuff, and then you're kind of death side, if yeah. you like. Point of no return, I would say. Absolutely, you can't you know, go back because you've you can't forgot go something back, from boots, right? Yeah. Because absolutely, they've yeah. already checked your bags in yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know, and at that point, then do you not qualify because you're yeah. then just you know waiting to take yeah. off to 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 heaven because it could be but, argued couldn't it that you you you've brought the the heart said heart attack on to mm. to get it first aid to prolong yourself being put in the chair mm-hmm. it's an electric chair it's not mm. going to be pleasant it's not euthanasia with no. the with lethal injection which may just send you to sleep and then do it so it's more humane mm. it's not great anyway see i think there's a technicality there that you don't I think if it was for euthanasia, if they mm. were giving you lethal injection, I think that's more humane. Apparently, it's not meant to be great, though, is it? No. So I, I, I mean, I, no, I mean, none of mm. none of the options are great. No. I, I mean, great, great's not a word that I I put for any of these. No, things. it wouldn't. Let, it, let, it's let, not synonymous with the. With, I, with the I, subject I'll put myself in that situation. If I'm in the, getting in that chair, yeah. I'm hoping that until that gong, I'm yeah. hoping until that millisecond where the man goes down with the yeah. mask on. Could be a woman. Could be a woman. I'm you know, you, when you did that, though, Ned, yeah. you reminded me very much of, I don't know whether you ever watched Graham Norton, but, you know, at the end of the oh, Graham Norton yeah. show, they have, like, the, the red ch- chair. Yeah, and the red chair. When, you, when you were doing that, the first thing I thought of was, was Graham Norton, which mm. is less execution and more just public humiliation, but it yeah. was a similar action in yeah. terms of how, how you would end their... Um, if well, you his... had someone, then, just, mm. to, just to layer onto this question, if you mm. had someone who did pull said, and you wanted a handpick oh. someone to kill you, who would who would it be? Who would you like to see last night someone... pulling the gong, as you put it? Someone I, like, I really like. I wouldn't want someone yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like. I'd be like... Oh, no, of course. But no, you'd get to choose. Um, You're not going to choose someone Stephen you don't... Stephen Pienaar. You'd want Stephen Pienaar <laughs> to pull the gong. I'd be like, I love you, lad. And then hey, listen. What I was going to say is, before that millisecond where he goes, yeah. I have an art, I'm hoping up until that point that someone could still walk in and go, stop. We've got the... We need him for 1878. You know what I mean? Part, Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast recording 20 minutes. You yeah. need to I'm like, him. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, 
help me, I could still be innocent. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. But mm. if it wasn't, you'd want Stephen Pienaar to be the Someone person like that, that pulled it. Yeah. Dave, have you? would you have any preference for anybody? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did You were just about to say, Dave, have you thought about this before? Was was what you were... What, and and the, answer, the simple answer is no. Okay. Um, weirdly, I haven't yeah. thought about who I would choose if anybody in the world to be my executioner and the final face that I see before before I cark it. Yeah. But if we're going to go for this theme, then I don't know, Peter Reed, because, you know, Shout. I also I reckon mm. that Peter would bring in a nice bottle of red or yeah, something like that, I you think know, so. and would be the sort of bloke that would share it as yeah, well. Have and a I quick glass with you. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to go, have a nice glass of, of, of red with Reedy. You'll have a bit then, of banter with you as well. That'd be all yeah, right, that, wouldn't yeah, it? You yeah, can yeah. be like, oh, yeah. I'll be shocked if this doesn't work. And he'll be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that. That's yeah. good. Fair play. They're two great shouts. Uh, I'm choosing Amanda Holden. Uh, Danny Staples says, uh, did you ever borrow a long play VHS and try to play it on a sure play VHS player by mistake? This is, I guess this is more to me and you, Dave. Ned won't know what VHS is. No, I used to have VHS is. I just don't know what a short, long tape is. There was well, two listen, different you're not, types. You're not, you're not entirely alone then, Ned, because mm. I don't, I mean, I've heard of both of them, mm. but I don't really, was, was, a, was, a, was a long play did that play slower? Yeah, I think so. And I think it was just it was to give you more recording time, I think. Oh. So but it was it was the same but it, I think the heads yeah. went round slower, maybe. Maybe, yeah. The answer to that, Danny, is no, I'm afraid, from me. Mm. It's a no from me, Dan. No from me. And a no from Ned. Not so purple Aki, what a name. Who apparently is still alive. Apparently. Um, there was rumours that he'd met his demise the other week, but apparently Ooh, that's not, so not true. No purple Aki. Not, oh, not so, no, not so purple Aki quite clearly is still alive. Because he's messaged us. Because if he's messaging us from the grave, haven't had the, the thing pulled by Stephen Pienaar, then fair play. It's all, it all, you know, the circle of life or not life. Uh, if you went on a date who was perfect in every way, then you found out that they were a raven Tory. Could you work this issue towards a long-term relationship? No. 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 Okay. No. No. There you go. Quick quick answer. No. Uh, Marcus says, if you could only eat one colour food for a whole year, what colour and why would you choose? Like brown, like chocolate, sausage, steak, etc. White, chicken, rice, polo, mince. He put polos in. Tremendous. So one colour food. What food colour would it be? I want to think outside the box here. Go on. Blue. What is the blue the then? Blue cheese? Well, well, no, I don't know any blue foods. But you can't have... So every time I eat, I'd be surprised. I'd be like, oh, I've never had this. Berries, yeah, that's John's point. So blue I've, Smarties. I've never had a blue berry. Blue Smarties. Blue Smarties, I could be like, I couldn't know. Although they're chocolate inside, but they are blue on the outside. Well, you mm. know. Dave, if, if, if you had to choose one colour, what would it be for the year? Well, interestingly, I've actually just given up eating red meat only as of friday yeah but but this is this is a new thing for me okay right? yeah so I've, I'm, I'm i'm now going to just eat chicken turkey fish and and veggie stuff okay um as a new initiative Very so good. um i don't know i mean if it, if you had to choose one color it's difficult isn't it yeah, you know yeah. i mean i suppose the one that would look the most impressive and look the healthiest would be green it would yeah um, and that would be the healthiest for you, wouldn't probably it? Probably would be the, the, the healthiest. So I suppose mm. green would be be the answer because you wouldn't want to say, you know, you're thinking about chicken, you wouldn't want to say white, would you? No, no one would just eat white food. No. Um, but then I wouldn't say brown either because all of the fun brown things, you know, I'm not... Yeah. You're not I'm on? Not really, not, not really on. Mm -hmm. So... So we're going with green. Let's go with green. I think so. Mm, fine uh, answer. Peter says it. 
Does Ned think he could take Dave in a cage fight? Dave Vitti? Yeah. Probably, yeah, because he's just a content creator. I oh, think Dave's had enough experience in Dave life. Dave couldn't even take on a hole in the wall. I see what he's done there. I do. Right. I see what he's done there. See what he's done well, there. I think Dave he's... did take the hole in the wall on first. I, I think the question we need to ask, could Dave take on two giraffes? No, I can. So I'm obviously more tougher than Dave. Would Dave take on a seagull? Because you are obsessed with fighting I, the seagull. I, you know what? I'll back, I'll back Dave against like 10 seagulls. Obviously, I could take on about 100, but I reckon Dave could take a few seagulls. I don't think he could take 10 on. No, I don't yeah. think so. Dave I mean, I, spent enough time. In, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I, I, they I, I, get I, I the better of Dave. I just think the awkwardness of trying to battle with that many seagulls. Mm. It, it's it, it's the it's it's a mob mentality. Yeah, this is, that's this it. Is, this is a problem, you know. And this is when they go for people on the beach with their ice creams. Is that obviously mm. one comes in and take them, then the others yeah. kind of attack There's it. Distractions, and isn't that? And, and yeah. all this different. Thing. I mean, genuinely, they they know what they're doing. It is a it is a team sport. It is um, a team sport. Also. On the on the subject of seagulls, is it just me, or are they getting statistically bigger as time goes on? In other words, are the seagulls now bigger than they were ten years ago and twenty years ago? Because they seem to me like that some of them are almost the size of a of a of an average sized dog. Are we wind. just are we just getting smaller as we get maybe, older? Maybe maybe maybe. No, but we, I, I we do, we do shrink as we get we older. Spend some we? time in. Chicago. I'll be I'll be honest. I <laughs> I do think you're probably right, Dave. I think they are getting bigger. Some of them, you see it, they are hence. Some it's of them. not just everything that can fly is getting bigger. Bees are like that. Mm. I don't think they're quite that Aeroplanes big. Aeroplanes are getting but... bigger. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, do you know what, you know what I'll do as a, as, a, as, a, as a special gift is maybe I'll do some research on the on the size of seagulls over the past 30 years. And I maybe think they're getting bigger. Next year. Next, sorry, not, not next not year. Next year. I mean, we can't wait until next long, year, next week even. Yeah. That would be a long study you're doing yeah. there. There <laughs> might be a lot of information. Radioactive. <laughs> radioactive like, a, like a seagull it, thesis. It would be a thesis. It'd be literally mm. a dissertation on seagull, seagull <laughs> size. Uh, seagull size. On paddleboards by David Vitti. Hmm. Um, hmm. Mick says, uh, "What is the strangest food combination you enjoy?" Uh, Ned, this will be you more than I think me night and Dave. I had, a, I had an omelette and four potato waffles. Yeah, see that uh, that works for me. I think. Yeah, I don't think that's ma- that's, I, a, that's, I always, a, that's a version of egg and chips. That. I always like a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can't if I can't decide between like a kebab shop or a Chinese, I'll get both. You'll get a Chinese with a kebab. Not a kebab, I'll get like a burger or like a cheesy garlic bread, but then I'll get... And a Chinese with it. Yeah. You do have some strange combinations. You are the man who eats just rice. Is anybody else not eat rice? Just rice. You had a burger and rice once before you went to play football. Because I couldn't decide whether I wanted salt and pepper chicken with egg fried rice or burger and chips. And you didn't get it. What you did was you got fried rice rice. and a burger. Yeah, because they're the main... That is not a pre-match meal. Well, yeah, it's it's I... protein, carbs, and 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 juices. It's the dryness that that, that dryness. me with that because you know if you had some sauce involved, like for example, if you if you were having the rice, but then you had some I don't know sweet and sour sauce or mm. black bean sauce or teriyaki sauce or something, and that would make it all right. But it's the fact it's the dryness of just plain rice which would that's would what be my biggest worry. It's perturbing. That. Mm. The drag and when you see it, when I seen it, Dave, on the plate, I'll be honest, it unsettled me. But it's mm. egg fried. It unsettled me. It looked it, it gave me serial killer vibes. 
the fact mm. that you were having you wanted dry. to kill me because i was eating dry rice no no, no. he thought that you were yeah. a potential killer yeah and I'd, I'd, somebody to be be concerned about i would kill you if you tried to kill me just for eating See? rice uh, no one was trying to kill me. you for eating rice it looked worrying I, mm. I did say this to you at the time and you did then sit there complaining that you didn't feel very good when you were going to play football that would no, that, no one's that ever was, had a big that was because it was 30 meal. degrees outside and you had three layers had on. You didn't on. know what layer to take on or take on. on. And your paddleboard. I didn't film a fussy pump that day. You didn't. You didn't. Anyway, Ned, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure having you on, but, you know, it's been all right. I'll be honest, mm. it's been okay. I was hoping you'd bring a little bit more comedic value to it, but you were up against, I'm ho- I'm obviously, someone who was known as Comedy Dave, so I understand why you've realised yeah, That, was, that was an entirely ironic title anyway. I mean, well, so you say nothing, that. Nothing, I, nothing to fear here. I think you are quite amusing, Dave. I like it. My comedy's not for an afternoon show, I won't lie. No, it's I not mean, for yeah. any show, I'll be honest. It's for when all cameras <laughs> are off. It's when you come to life. Right, that is us for this week. Uh, we will be back next week, but we won't be talking about any Everton games. We will be looking ahead to a Merseyside derby, I imagine, for about four seconds. And we'll be talking mm-hmm. about Ped's trip to uh, France, will we? We will. Not? Ped's trip mm-hmm. to France Pardon. and Dave Siegel study. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, pre- I'll present my thesis the, next the thesis week. next week. It'll and, be and, amusing. And England? Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, we'll be talking and Dave Siegel study will be mm. on the agenda next week. David Vitti, thank you very much as always Pleasure. for joining us. Thanks for everyone who's listened. Subscribe, comment, like, five stars, share, do all of that good stuff, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>